This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. We acknowledge Elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Oh, hi, Spooky. Hello, Daddy. How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me back on the pod. I know, week two. Week two of the pod. Have we had any feedback from the last pod? Oh, uh, well, there were some points of confusion. What points of confusion? Well... I feel like I've been very clear and forthcoming. A lot of people didn't understand that you were a chihuahua. Oh, do I, ha- do I have to bark and sniff? For people to believe that I'm a chihuahua? I guess, I guess so. Maybe the tab... Oh, I suppose tail wagging's not going to work on the, the pod, is I'm it? I'm wagging my tail right now. I know, I'm watching it. It's going a mile a fucking yeah, you minute. you can see it, right? Yeah. All right. It's real fucking cute. How's that for some verisimilitude? <laughs> hmm? Maybe the, the haters and the doubters won't be so um, cocky with their complaints. Yes. Well, you mean, you've had a lot of listeners. I, I mean, don't... like, a whole eight. A good eight, 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 eight listeners. Eight listeners? I thought yeah. we had more than that. Oh, well, you've got two in Japan. Two in Japan. Yes, I figured out one of them from Japan. Oh, really? It's my uh, good friend and personal jeweler, Rosaline Ryan. Oh. So, uh, shout out. Uh, thanks for being a friend of the pod. What kind of things does Rosaline make Here's you? a tail wag for you. Uh, she makes me all sorts of resin-encrusted um, things. Mm-hmm. She'll put anything in resin. What's, what's the best thing you ever got encrusted in resin? Um, I got a lot of my teeth that fell out during my... Um, um, Corn-eating days were encased in resin. Also, a lot of the cobs of corn. Oh, that sounds like a beautiful collection. Remember when I was really into eating corn? Oh, I do. Mm. That was really not great. It was not good, no. It was bad for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you put on a lot of weight. But I want to be corn-fed and bulky. Yeah. Was that part of your political messaging, or...? Well, everything's a part of my political messaging. I feel like politics and um, the personal are very intertwined. Yeah. yeah. What about that other Japanese listener? Do you know who they are? No, I do not know who they are. So, oh. I mean, I would love them to reveal themselves. Yeah. Because really, this podcast is only really for people interested in Ozpol, possibly some Globpol, and a whole lot of Clobpol. But you have to have the Ozpol too. So, I mean, if they're, if they're just listening for the Globpol and the Clobpol, then I feel like they're really... They should really only listen to, like, two-thirds of the podcast. Yeah, right. And maybe we can give them an edited version. A special edited version. A special edited, yes. We could do that for you if, you if you get in touch. And maybe we can also send you something. Oh, yeah? What are you going to send them? What have we got for them? All right, but we've got about um, a fourth left of a sub for satin candle by Witch Mum. Um, you know, burnt down mostly, but it's a good smell. Um, it's apparently for um, subbing for satin which um, I don't know what that really means. We've also got a remote control for the air conditioner. Oh, well, they'll probably really like that. Yeah, all right. So expect that in the mail if you get in touch. Reveal yourself. Um, and, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. We're very generous here. We are. That Spooky Speaks pod. <laughs> yeah. Maybe um, too generous. Yeah, probably too fucking generous. They're going to be run out of house and home. Yeah. I mean, the other question I got from a lot of people was... um. About all the chihuahuas that you said are always in, in Parliament? A lot of people were pretty disbelieving that there's 40, 50 chihuahuas in Parliament at any given time. Well, of course they are. The media and the people are constantly questioning that. That's what my book is all about. So I would say, go and read my book, and then maybe tell me 
if you still don't believe that there is 40 to 52 hours in the Australian Parliament at any one time. Yeah. And that not being able to be seen in Parliament, that was a thing that really affected you as well, right? Mm-hmm. Constantly, yes. I was just never shown on television because I was never um, tall enough to peek over the stands. Did you ever try to do anything about that? I did try to um, bring up some legislation. Um, I wanted to get uh, some pillows um, brought in, but that was quashed by Matthias Corman. And also, I was uh, trying to institute a, a lap policy. All oh, right, so all the child sit on the laps? Yeah, they would pick a person and you would go on their lap, but you know, you know how it is, pars in politics. Yes. I mean, there was that one other solution that you had. Are you going to talk about that, or is, is that one of the things that you refuse to talk about? Uh, that is unfortunately one of the things I refuse to talk about. You're not going to talk about the balloons? I'm not going to talk about the balloons. So you'll just have to, um, <clears throat> I guess, come up with your own idea of what that might have been. But anyway, it didn't work. No. No, it definitely mm. didn't work. No. I felt really sorry if the person had to clean out the air conditioning. I mean, the fact that you think that there's air conditioning in Parliament House is a bit of a laugh. <laughs> Those yeah. balloons got stuck in fans. Oh, right. <laughs> what do I know? What do I know I about that? Practically special? nothing. You don't... Yeah. What are you writing your thesis about? Not Parliament. Yeah, certainly not Parliament. No. Certainly not anything interesting. Yeah, and only land clearing. Land clearing. I think we should keep the land. Yeah, you don't think we should clear it? Yeah, I don't think we should clear it, so maybe you should stop writing this thing. Oh, yeah. I'll think about it. Anyway, how's your week been otherwise? Uh, it's been pretty good. I did uh, all of the things that I thought I should do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been really keeping to a strict sketch. Yeah. Waking up every morning, doing my little weights, um, boiling my egg, um, and then, you know, packing a separate egg as a lunch snack. Yeah. And then for dinner, I'll have another egg. Yeah, your farts are... Extraordinary. So I've been trying to get three eggs in a day. That's been my major week. Um, and I also, you know, I did my homework. I, I watched that video. Oh, you watched that the we video? talked about last week, yeah. Yeah. Um, Parasite. Yes, well, it wasn't actually Parasite. Oh? No, it was just, um, it's just a movie about a man in a school hall dealing with a lighting crisis. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, well, that sounds kind of boring. It was a little bit boring, and it was a very shit ending. What happened? Well, just like... I mean, spoilers. I mean, spoilers, right, yes, but, you know, you've probably all seen it already. Um, he just gets up and hugs people, and then everyone just starts chanting his name, and then he's just like, raw, 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 um, something about politics, and then it's the end. Does he have a good name for chanting? No, he doesn't have a good name for chanting. And I'm not going to chant it now, because I'll just sound stupid. It's a terrible name for chanting. Pete. Yes, that's the name. Pete, Try saying that Pete, three times. Pete. Yeah, you're right. It yeah. sounds funny. It's horrible. Yeah. What did Janine think? Oh, Janine, you know, she's very horny since her husband died of that tracheotomy. Yeah. I feel like people don't know who Janine is. Do you want, do you Janine, want... Janine is my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, we've known each other for years. We um, met at the Crown Casino when I was a card shark. Um, and we've been pretty tight ever since. Right. I feel like we can maybe backpedal to the... To the tracheotomy. What, what happened? Oh, uh, well, um, so I gave her husband an emergency tracheotomy on a Qantas flight. When you say you gave him an, a, a tracheotomy, uh, did it go well? 
it went horribly, horribly wrong. What happened? Walk me through it. Well, he started asphyxiating on a club sandwich. Right. And then the cabin crew came out and were like, is anyone a doctor? And I was like, I'm a doctor. Because I played the doctor on TV. Oh, you're on Harry's Practice. On Harry's Practice, yes. You were really good doctor I was a really good doctor on Harry's Practice. Um, yeah, I mean, I was a psycho- psychological doctor. Yeah. But I was like, well, you know, I've played a psychological doctor on a TV show about a veterinarian. So I could do this. So I, I got up, grabbed a biro, and just went to town. Oh, oh, God. What I didn't know at the time, and probably someone should have told me, is that with a tracheotomy, you only want to make one hole. Right. How many holes did you make? Well, I wanted to get the perfect hole, so I gave it uh, six or seven steps. Oh, Jesus. And Janine was on this flight with you. It's a bit of a bloody mess. Yes, she was, coincidentally. Right. Yeah, we were, in, we were, set, we were getting the same flight um, right. up to um, Noosa. Oh, right. Mm. What, what happened when... So, she did, when you put your hand up to give the tracheotomy, was she like, spooky, you're not a doctor, or...? No, she was in the toilet at the time. Oh, yeah. So, she came running out when she heard all the commotion, and she was like, oh, no, my precious husband of, of 40 years, oh, no... And, but then she came running down, screaming, obviously, because yeah. there's blood everywhere, seven holes in the neck, you have to imagine. Oh, cool. um, and then she saw me, and she was like, spooky soup, what a small world. And I said, I gave her a wink, and I said, small dog, small world. And she laughed. Well, it's good to get the grieving process over quickly, it was so, it? I was so nice to hear her laugh. I was like, I'm so happy to hear you laugh after your husband died. It's, um, this is a really good step. She bounced back quite quickly then. She does bounce back. She's very bouncy. Yeah. Yeah. So she's not, she's not a fan of Mayor Pete then? She's not a... No, she, she, wants to, um, she wants to do all sorts of nasty things to, to Mayor Pete. Um, but she, she's not a huge fan of his campaign. She's a club cunt like me. Oh, right. But she's always talking about uh, all the nasty... Um, all the fingers that she wants to give him. Wow. <laughs> up the butt. Yeah, well... Oh, God. Well, well, on the club cunts, mm. how do you think Klobuchar's campaign is going? Uh, it's not going very well, is it? No. Mm. No. I saw her on, um, on the debate this week. She was talking about a, a garment of destiny. Yes, I helped to make that garment of destiny. Oh, yeah? Um, it's made out of old plastic bags. Right. Mm. And she wears it under a suit. She's constantly wearing it. She's probably wearing it right now. Does she sleep in it? She does sleep in it. So I would venture a guess that she's in that garment of destiny right now. It gives her um, sexual powers. She must be very sweaty. She's, um, she actually cannot sweat. She developed a, um, uh, a gland problem in the Falkland War. Oh, right. Do you have a garment of destiny, Spooky? I do. I got my garment of destiny from the Country Women's Association when I was in Launceston, assessing the landing point of the Bottle Bridge. Oh, this is the one um, that makes you look like a paddle pop. Yes, yeah, my little rainbow paddle pop number. Oh, well, I think that's a pretty good garment of destiny. It's a very good garment of destiny. Oh, well, um, have, really you been, incredible. have you been supporting Amy Klobuchar at all in the last week? Uh, yes, obviously I've been contributing to the Klobuchar campaign any way I can. Yeah. And recently... She has been um, doing her uh, Klobuchar's Curses. Which, not this again. Where she's enacting the seven plays. No, yes. no, not this again. Yes, I'm afraid 
that I have been swept up into another round of seven curses, biblical curses. How many curses have you done so far? We've only managed to do one. Right. The locusts. The locusts, yes. Obviously, the locusts is quite easy. So, you know, what you do is you just get a bit of peanut butter and smear it around your opponent's office, you know, and behind the picture frames and in the air ducts, and then the locusts will come. Ah. I feel like it's a handy tip. Yeah, but the second one, the frogs, um, proved very difficult because Australia Post just would not take them. They wouldn't take your frogs? They wouldn't take them. Surely they'd take frogs. Well, you get, you get them in, like, glass containers, do you wrap them up in a box? I know, I was just trying to send them individually um, in envelopes. In envelopes. Well, I feel like that... I, I can see what the problem would be there. They were padded envelopes. Right. But they were still very leaky. Oh. What happened when you went to the office? Well, I went in to Australia Post. It's not really an office, it's just a shop. You know? uh, yeah. Um, don't know what kind of Australia Post you're going to. Mm. Office. Um, and I slapped him down on the weighing scales and I was like, got all the stamps, ready to go. This will be going to Clob's headquarters, please. Thank you very much. And they were like, we will not accept this. It's far too sticky. They're really not very good to you. And I was like, sticky? You want to talk about sticky? Working in a place like this where it's all stamps and stickers? It's just a glue factory. It is, it is just a glue factory. And I said, you will accept my frogs. Here's 40 to 50 of them. And you will send these to club right now. And I, I'm not going to leave until I see all of these frogs go into that mailbag. And what happened? I was escorted out. Look, it's probably for the best. I mean, you did say you were never going to do the seventh plague again. Well, I mean, it didn't get that far, did it? But, um... And I'm pretty glad because there's no joy in killing everyone's firstborn sons. Yeah. It's a joyless exercise. Yeah, I really thought you'd learnt your lesson. I did. I, I did learn my lesson, but then, you know, sometimes you learn your lesson and then you forget it. Right. Mm. And with this Club's Curses thing, were you, were, you, were you pushing for this idea or was, like, Klobuchar came to you? Well, when you're dealing with someone like Klobuchar, it's just very, very hard to say no. She was very insistent about it. She wanted the frogs to come from Australia because she heard that we have um, particularly ugly ones. Right. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, have you been following the news in Australia this week, Spooky? Uh, what's to follow? There's nothing happening. I know. There was the, the, the baboons. Ah, uh, the baboons. you want to tell me about these baboons? Well, some baboons were going to get a pregnancy test. Uh, and then they broke loose in Sydney. That sounds horrible. What hap- What did they do? How many people were killed? I don't think anybody was killed, Spooky. Oh, well, then why is this a news story? I'm sure baboons get loose all the time. They're very crafty. I actually, you know, a tram, the, the 58, goes yeah. past the zoo. I've seen baboons crawling out of the zoo. What, what do they do when they get out of the zoo? They do all sorts of things. Just talk on the phone, do their shopping, and then just go back in. It's very, very normal for baboons to get loose. I, I don't see how that's national news. Now that you're telling me this, I, I don't understand either. You've never seen the baboons? No, but... On the tram? I, I'm famously uh, not paying attention. Ah, well, open your eyes for once in your life. Okay. Open your eyes to the baboons around you. All I right, feel well, like that's, that's a good thing we can all live by. Yes, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good little piece of life advice, is to open your eyes to the baboons around you. But yeah, what, what else is on the docket? Well, uh... 
Oh, you interviewed. What? What interview? You're not doing this again. What? What? You what, said what? you've been talking to me all week that you've got a guest lined up. That was not me. That was saying these things. How can you prove this? Who was I supposed to interview? Well, you said you were going to get. Um, what's her face? Jacinda Ardern. Oh, Jacinda Ardern. Isn't yes. that why you flew up to Sydney? Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. Yes, I did. I went to a nice little press conference along. Um, um, it was out in the open on near the beach. Yeah. And they both had these pulpits and they were looking at each other. It was Jacinta Ardin and Scott Morrison. Um, and Scott Morrison, I tell you what, he was sweating bullets because Jacinta Ardin was pinching him under the stands. Oh, oh, that sounds, uh, that you, sounds kind of naughty. You couldn't really see on the news, but I got a very good angle because I'm very low. Yeah. And I could see she was reaching her hand around. She was pinching him. Oh, my God. And he was close to crying. Well, she's a bit of a bully, isn't she? Well, I mean, what she was saying was pretty, um, pretty on the money as well. So, what um, was she saying? Well, she was talking about how um, um, New Zealanders um, love to do crimes and they should be able to do them, and that they should be able to do them everywhere. And I said, "Here, here." Well, that's a perfectly reasonable thing to say. And I, I threw her a packet of stolen Smarties that I'd shoplifted earlier that day. Oh, well, that's that's good. So, I don't understand why isn't she here for the interview then? Oh, because she um, had to go back to New Zealand. She was deported. Oh. Well, do you line up somebody else? No, that was my one. That was my one get for the week. Every everyone else didn't respond to my emails. Thankfully, I've planned for this. Oh, okay. After last week's fucking debacle. What was that noise? Oh, well, it's it's the it's the. Uh, it's the plan coming into motion. A little oh, email. Oh, the plan noise. Yeah. Okay. So I've been uh, asking people of the pod if they've got some um, things that they need advice on. All right. All right let, me, let me settle in. Let me, let me have a little drink. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. So uh, this, person, this person says that... Uh, uh, I, I, won't, I won't name her. She's Probably said, for the best. Yeah, yeah. She says that uh, her boyfriend... And her. Uh, Brag much? Yeah, yeah. They've been intimate for several months. Um, but apparently... Uh, Disgusting. Uh, the banging is a bit uh, mediocre. Apparently none of them either... Cl- they never climax. And uh, often she's not sure whether she's giving him pleasure. This is a bit much, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, apparently she's tried to open up conversations a few times, but uh, he's never taken the bait. And it's making her hesitant uh, to initiate intimacy. What, taking what bait? What kind of bait is she using? She wants to know how she can change this problem uh, and encourage communication without making him feel self-conscious. Well, I mean, I would be very self-conscious if someone was dangling bait at me in the bedroom. You know, how is that supposed to make someone not feel self-conscious if you're trying to be intimate with your... um, a special partner and then they come out with a hook with a worm on it you're right it's probably not going to go so well is it's it it's probably not going to go well at all I mean, so I would cut that out yeah for one but what's, um, the, sp- what's the spooky solution spooky so solution so no bait but like no bait well I mean when I was when I was getting down and funky and um, you know uh, pumping my pussy around um, which is the nicest way I can think to say it. Um, 
what I would do is I would just really f- try to fluff up my butt. And how I do that is I rub it on the grass, just rub it on the grass and get it really nice and wet and juicy. And then I would sort of um, find a nice little uh, pile of rubbish um, in the dog pen because mm-hmm. obviously I was living in a in a uh, puppy farm at the time, so it was a concrete shed. Right. Occasionally there was scraps of jumpers and old newspapers and you could bunch them up into a nice little pile, almost like a nest. And I would get on the nest and I would shake my butt and shake all the little droplets around off the butt and I would say, um, come and come and get this puss. So maybe she could try that. Yeah. Uh Hopefully they write in and tell us how it goes. Please write in and tell me how it goes. Yeah. And if you um, do have questions for Spooky, uh, we're taking them. Great. I hope everyone gets their puss. Um, congratulations. In for future. Right. All right, what's next? Oh, I can't make this out at all. Your handwriting. What have I written there? I can make out Visa. Oh, bridging Visa. I thought we could have a really great um, segment called Bridging Visa, where I talk about my favorite bridges. Oh. Do you know how much I love bridges? You do love bridges. I love infrastructure. Yeah, you do. I mean, famously, that was, a, that was your whole campaign. All right, well, should we try and do a jingle for um, Bridging Visas? Yeah, all right. Do you want to give us a jingle? All right, okay. Um, bridging Visas, you're the best. That's pretty catchy, Spooky. I like it a lot. I don't know. I think maybe we could do better. We'll think about it. All right, maybe we could, yeah. yeah. Well, what's your bridge for this week? My bridge for this week is the Golden Gate Bridge. And here's some facts about the Golden Gate Bridge. It's not actually gold. Oh. Um, it's red. Okay. And it's um, constantly being painted from one end to the other. I feel like these are things that people know, Spooky. But maybe they don't know them. Maybe just because you know them, because you've write, written a book about it. Um... I don't know, do people know that? That it's constantly being painted from one end to the other? Oh. I think there's an airplane going overhead. Maybe we should do this part again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Well, what else about the what else about the uh about the oh, it's still going. Um well, mostly why I love it so much is that it's a site of uh, Chihuahua resistance. One special chihuahua raced across the Golden Gate Bridge and shut it down for 40 to 50 minutes. What? You must have seen the video. I, I have. I've shown it to you. Yeah, being pursued by the cops. Pursued by the cops, pursued by concerned citizens, probably pursued by um, escape baboons. Yeah. Because they're everywhere. You really could have got them on the pod. I'm sure they would have loved to have done an interview. The escape baboons? No. <laughs> the, the chihuahua. Oh. That chihuahua has gone into hiding. Too famous. Oh. Mm. Bit of a Brendan Fraser type situation. Right. Do you know why they... What, what, refuses to work in the, in the industry. What, what, what were they resisting? They were resisting um, people always patting them on the head all the time and telling them they're a good, good girl. Sometimes they want to be a bad, bad girl and run across a bridge. Oh. It's inspiring stuff, Spooky. It's very inspiring because if I've ever wanted to do that, then I, I'd like to think that I could give it a go. Yeah. Do you have any bridges that you do want to run across? Well, I mean, maybe I'll save them for another bridging visa. Oh, all right. I don't want to blow all my bridges at once. No, no I guess not. Mm. All right. Well, 
I guess we should look to wrap it up. What's up? What's in your week ahead? My week ahead, it's going to be cram-packed. Yeah. Um, having uh, lunch with Janine, going to get an Eggs Benedict. I've always wanted to try it. Um, going to be doing my little mini weights every day. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, what else is coming up? Well, I suppose Super Tuesday is next week. Oh, that's Super Tuesday, yes. That should be super. Hopefully, Clove will come out on top. Um, and if she doesn't, then I don't know how I'm going to react. Do you know if she's got any plans for when, when she, if, if she, if she sweeps the states? She's got a very, very good um, leopard print pantsuit that she's going to um, whip out, and then she's going to do a spin and twirl and rip it off because it's all um, held together with um, those um, snap. Tabs. Oh, right. And then it's going to be the Cloak of Destiny underneath. Oh, my She's finally God. going to reveal it. But just dressed in plastic bags. Dressed in plastic bags, and her legs will be smooth as a baby's bottom. So, you know, she's got very smooth legs. Why does she have such smooth legs? Well, she gets her assistants to um, um, shave her legs. I started in the Cloak campaign as a leg shaver. Work, oh. Worked my way up to the knees. And what happened after that? I mean, you're here, not, not in Minnesota. Well, it turns out that an Australian chihuahua cannot work on a um, U.S. Um, Democratic primary candidate's campaign. I don't think that's true, Spooky. It's illegal. If you say so. It's against the law. <sighs> All right. All right. Well, should I close out with a poem? I think that's a great idea. All right. Okay. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And I was wearing the cloak of destiny, which shielded me from all of the evil sparrows. I shoot them down, one by one, two in the hand, and five in the bush. And that's my poem for this week. Oh, it's a great poem, sweet. Mm. It's uh, dedicated to Amy Klobuchar and her smooth legs. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, see you in heaven. See you in heaven. So, uh, it's Tuesday morning at 10.42am, uh, and there's been some, there's been some developments on the Klobuchar campaign. Oh, Daddy, I've got, I've got terrible, terrible bone-chilling news. Yes? I don't, I don't know quite how to tell you this. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the news. Well, yes, I've, I've seen that, uh... Oh, mate, Clobber's a uh, resigned. She's defected. Defected. She's defected from the curses. Uh. She could, she only did one. Yes, if only she had got those other. I'm, I'm really not sure the seventh curse would have helped. I don't know why she told me to get all of those toads. Anyway, I'm very sad, and obviously she's in, she's endorsing um the uh, the sleepy clown now. Yes. So I guess I'm going to have to get on board with the sleepy clown. Probably stop calling him the sleepy clown. Um, he's rather dim-witted, though, isn't he? He's not the sharpest. Mm. Anyway, I'm very sad about Clob. It's it's almost like uh, losing a good friend when someone drops out of an electoral race, someone that you um, shaved the legs of so many times. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I've written a poem um, to send Clob off into the night. And uh, I'm just going to read it now, if that's okay with you, Daddy. Is that all right? Yeah, that's okay with me. Okay. All right. It's called Simply 
club. The sun sets low on the club, and in the shade, the slag heap sleeps. Those forty to fifty toads that never came lie lilting at Millville Post. I once again strike the razor blade and shave goodbye to an old leg. The sun sets low on the club, like a baked potato returning to earth. Now the grey arms of Uncle Joe unfold like an unseemly beach umbrella. Goodbye, sweet club. It's beautiful palm spooky. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I just wanted to mark the occasion.